to your daily dose of TLC with Tom and Luca. Welcome to TLC with Tom and Luca. Oh, awesome, mate. No, no, pleased to help. Um, Thanks yeah, very much, man. People do it, and I've, I've really enjoyed listening to other people, you know, talk about what, what inspires them as well, Tom. So I look, I look forward to listening to the others. Um, I might use this one to send myself to sleep one night, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. That's not the plug I want. Send yourself to sleep. No, <laughs> I'm delighted to introduce to the show our next guest. He's the head of uh, computing, a CAS leader, Apple RTC manager, fellow ADE, and he teaches in Worcester. I can't even say that. It's Worcestershire, isn't it? It's like the source, Liam Perrins. It's probably the only thing they're famous for. Matt Warren, welcome to the show. (laughs) I'm not sure what to say there, Tom. The only thing Worcestershire's famous for. You might have uh, a rebellion. What, what else? What, what else is it famous for? Well, it's got to be the rugby club, isn't it, Tom? The Worcester Warriors, surely. I don't know. I don't know if what? I've ever seen them. The, the cricket. Yeah, to be fair, the cricket is quite. The cricket is not too bad down there. Um, it's not too bad the at all. Worcestershire sauce, I think, will, will will be an acceptable starting point, though, Tom. I'm happy. Well, with seeing that. as though you recently <laughs> tweeted something about um, marmite peanut butter combo, I feel like. I feel like you might divide opinions already if we start talking. If you start talking yeah, food, we'll avoid food then. I I'm just, kidding. I mean, that was that was pretty pretty highly recommended. Uh, well, you know, I did have some funny faces when I bought that, but I tell you, what, <laughs> that's been a game changer. Tom, it's um, I look back on my summer, and that's been one of the pivotal points actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is awful. I couldn't think of anything worse. You've ruined what is a great snack for me, which is peanut butter. Anyway. You, when, the introduction <laughs> we're not we're not here to talk about that um i'm here to um uh, to talk to you about uh, the daily dose of tlc so it's giving those teachers in need that feel a little bit isolated in their careers whether they're new to teaching or starting out or they've reached that five year in kind of am i staying am i not um giving them a boost of tlc and um basically what what i'm doing is i'm collecting um, through inspiring educators like yourselves, um, a, a whole kind of assortment of different things to add to our medical toolkit and, and top tips and things like that. Do you think you're the man to help us? I, I, I definitely do, yeah. Um, I, th- I think in, in our latest sort of chat, there's been times in my career when I've, when I've dated, am I, am I doing the right thing? Um, and I think that's it's, it's using experience, isn't it? Um, we, we, we come through some lows, and, and, and it's about using that to, to support other people. So I think this is a great, you know, it's a great subject matter, and it's really close to my heart as well as a as a teacher in in a tough profession, which which it Definitely. is. Definitely. And 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 I can see from the first time we met you, I think you were high up on the podium actually, um, talking in front of forty two other nations at the ADE Institute, um, talking about empowering females in education through girls who can code. Tell us about your kind of passion, because you're obviously a very enthusiastic teacher. You've got that passion there. Tell us a bit about the why you started the Girls Who Can Code. OK, well, um, I think firstly, it's a two it's a two part question, really. 
Um, one, I'd say I, I was up on the podium because I'm a bit of a yes man. Uh, I'm always one to sort of try and push myself to to try and do things that scare me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think looking back, I, I was I was relatively composed, but I think the the Apple technician I had before I went on stage read my heart rate to be about 164. Um, <laughs> compared to the other people, the other amazing educators you're about to go up who were sort of saying, yeah, mine's about 50, mine's about 60. Yeah, so for casual. me, that was a huge, huge milestone. Um, um, it could have gone very differently, but I'm pleased it was it was received well. Um, and there was a lot of, yeah, there was a lot of passion in the room, I think, for, for this, getting girls, getting girls into these STEM subjects. Um, so if, you, if you're happy, Tom, I'll tell you a little bit about why I chose that subject and kind of where I've come from on this journey to, to, yeah. to sort of share what, what I was talking about on, on ADE in Amsterdam. Yeah, so I suppose it started really, um, a huge passion of mine is, try, is trying to give pupils, trying to empower them and give them ownership of their learning. Sure. Um, you'll always see in, in schools, won't you, the sporty kids, the musical kids. Um, and I feel there's sometimes those, those, those children, pupils who just really get computing uh, and digital skills. And often they're, they're pretty overlooked, actually. And mm. yet in, in the bigger picture here is that we're looking at all jobs, pupils going through the education system. When they apply for jobs, I'd say 100% of these jobs are going to require a really high level of technical skills. Mm-hmm. You know, a job where pupils won't rec- be required to use to use skills with, with technology. Um, so it's trying to give these kids their, their podium, you know, their, their place in the school. Um, a bit of a geek chic, really, Tom, to try and try empower them. Often- the, thing, the thing is with coding, though, it's, it's you can take it out from technology. The, the skills that the girls who can code will be taking is, is problem solving, is thinking outside of the box. It's, it's looking at... Um, it's looking at the whole structure of algorithms. It's looking at things that you don't just need uh, technology for. Would you agree? I completely agree. Uh, it's lovely to hear you talking like that because I think every skill that, that, that we give these learners in computer science permeate throughout the curriculum. You know, the, the, the times when they are really struggling with something and they're like, Mr. Warren, can you help me? And I'm like, well... I'm going to give you another five minutes to really try and think about this. And that, they're, you know, nearly a breaking point. But they finally get it, you know, and they do it for themselves. And it's those moments that really, really can, can define, you know, who they are. And if they can take those skills into another subject like maths or, or literacy, they're writing a story and they're stuck. And they, they, they remember that time they had to overcome that obstacle in computing. I think that's really, really important and really special. So I suppose the story really goes back to that we, we, as soon as I started, I've been at RGS The Grange now, this is my fifth year, um, and one of the first things I did was I, I launched digital leaders, um, and I made them write a full, uh, in hindsight, it was probably a bit, bit foolish to do a written application. We now do a two-minute video they have to make, but they had to do a written application. They had to have a full interview with myself and headmaster. Um, and we only took those kids who were really, really passionate. They didn't have to be amazing at what they were doing. They had to just really show me that fire in their belly, like they wanted it. You know, they were going to turn up to meetings and make a difference. Um, and I suppose with that, you're going to have rejection as well. They had a formal letter uh, either accepting or, or saying they haven't quite been, uh, been successful on the application. And again, that's a life skill. Um, yeah, how to listen to that, generally. 
Yeah, how, how do how do you? Well, I think we, <laughs> we did say, a... you're rubbish. It was no good. Yeah, I don't know. That's going to really help, is it? But I think we had a lot of feedback on this. We did um, full formal letters, and I sent them mm. home in August. But you know, it was like it was like your first job application, isn't it? You open that letter, you have no idea, but it sets them up for a life of. It's a life skill. You're right. It's a life <laughs> skill. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. But, you know, we we had quite a few, quite a lot of children who didn't get this, who genuinely were were really really distraught. Um, and then a few few days later, after the dust settled, I just had a, a group of girls just knocked on my door, and and they came on in and they said, "Look, Mister Warm, we're, we're really upset we didn't get the digital leader role, but we still want to do something. We still want to give something back to to the school community." And I was, you know, my ears pricked open. I was like, "Right, let's sit down, let's talk." Um, and I, I very much see my role as a facilitator, and that's exactly how this whole the whole thing really started to flourish. We started bouncing ideas about what. So you've been able um, to kind of empower the girls through that, and they've they've led their own kind of learning. They've led their own kind of uh, um, the club effectively. You started off and handed it back to them, kind of. Without a shadow of a doubt, every decision I made them make. Um, now, they made have them. you always had that kind of outlook, and as a professional, have you always had that that vision? Um, or is it something that since you've been at that current you, school you've developed? I think when you when you go into the profession and you're new, um, uh, there's 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 probably a lot of times. And I'm sure you can probably remember these times, Tom, when you you want control over absolutely everything. <laughs> you, you want to feel completely in control. Um, yeah. uh, I, I just think with experience and judgment, it, you know, my, my my conscience was telling me if you say no to them again, they're going to really lose an opportunity here. Mm-hmm. So we had three girls and they basically said, right, well, I said, what, what are you good at? What are your skills? You know, what can you offer the, the community? And they said, we, we, we really enjoy coding. They were members of our code club on um, a Thursday evening. Uh, they, they'd been through quite a few of the projects. And I said, right, let's launch, let's launch your own club then. From that point, I kind of said, what, what do you have to do now? You know, I didn't give them the answers. I didn't want to spoon feed them and, and be running my sixth club of the week. I wanted it to come from them and I wanted them to do the legwork. And they, um, they they found that 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 passion and and you facilitated that for them, um, which was which was just fantastic. And and there's there's uh, there's much more um, there's much more to find out. There's much more to to go. And I think it's probably one step uh, that empowerment. I I think there's a, there's a lot more that can be done with the girls who can code. It's it's a bit like a watch this space. I think. Oh, it's it's a huge area, and it's it's certainly not a fad. It's certainly not a gimmick. You know, you, you look at the, the, the statistics of, of women who are in high-end jobs in the digital tech industry. And they're, yeah, they're, and there's, they're, a, there's a high well, focus on STEM subjects as well now, again, getting, getting females into, into engineering and, and, and coding and to, into the traditional kind of uh, the male-dominated roles. And I think if you at primary, you know, if I was speaking to a, a secondary school colleague, they, I could probably probably understand more why, why there might be a focus but at primary I think that's a really really empowering thing that you've done there Matt I think that's that's really going to be setting the girls up for hopefully longevity with with whatever they choose to do in their in their future yeah and I, 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 talking to them I mean they, they've had some amazing experiences along the, on, on, on this journey they recorded a live podcast for Code Club um, and one of them said mm-hmm. I want to be a, you know in the future I want to be a computer scientist and it was 
Wow. I don't, and that's the last thing you expect, really, because a very small proportion of these girls are going to actually go into computing. Mm-hmm. But the skills they're going to learn from this journey are going to be really, really important. And I'm sure they can use them in many other industries or aspects. It, of- it must have been a very motivating thing, and, and especially to, to deliver it um, to, to the scale you did when I saw you at the Institute. But how does that correlate to where you are at the moment in terms of your job satisfaction? If I were to say to you, out of 10, uh, yeah. 10 being, um, I'm very happy with where I am. Um, I've got a great work-life balance. And one being, I'm ready to throw the towel in, um, chuck myself, wherever. Where do you think yeah. you'd be? Well, I'm, I'm definitely I'm a 9, 10. I love my job. I love my colleagues. Um, we, we have a really, really unique staffing team at the grammar school. Um, and that hasn't just happened. Um, we've, got, we've got a head teacher who has appointed well. Um, when you really... say that hasn't just happened, that's, that's quite a, I want to just touch on that one because uh, there might be a few people that will listen to this that will start out, maybe NQTs, maybe new to profession. Maybe they've been doing it, you know, four or five years and they're just thinking, oh, I'm going to try this out. It sounds like it might be a bit of fun. This guy, he's hitting nine and ten out his job satisfaction, but you weren't always there. And, and and personally, I've not always been there. You know, it could go up and down each day. When you ask me, you could ask me on a bad day, it might go down. But um, when you say it, it, it's not, it wasn't always as high, talk to us yeah. about that. Why not? Okay. I mean, my background is I'm a primary school teacher of 14 years. Um, yeah, in the last five years, I've worked in, this is a, a private school. And I've had a chance to specialise in something I'm really, really passionate about. Um, I, you know, in, before that, I worked at a small school, I, I, as a state school. I really felt the pressures of being a year six teacher. You know, 31 pupils in the class. Um, just being purely just judged on data. Um, and not, not necessarily these, these things that are going to have impact on these kids. I, I always felt that if you can inspire pupils and you you give them and you help them to get this love of learning. You know, we, why are we judging pupils at the age of 10 and 11? Because I think it's, learning isn't, isn't it isn't going in a straight line, does it, you know, in terms of progress? It shouldn't. And you, we're not robots. So those, what I do love is those, those pupils who didn't necessarily do so well at their SATs in year six are absolutely flourishing now. Mm. Thought, okay, I think my... I was certainly in the right place in terms of judgment, in terms of not not losing, not losing what I, what I wanted the kids to get from mm. learning, which is fun, which is engagement and and passion. And I think what w- what would you say to somebody that is a bit like downhearted? They're thinking, actually, I've got some good ideas. I feel like I have got a bit of passion, but maybe the flame is kind of gone now. Um, yeah. What kind of what kind of top tips, if we could add two or three things to our first aid kit for these teachers? Um, now, what, from your experience for your yeah. 14 years, could you could you pinpoint two or three things? We've had things like a sense of humour, being organised, a hobby that allows you to shut off and just and leave school, surround yourself with the right type of people. Matt, have you got anything that you'd, that you'd want to throw in the toolbox? I think sometimes it can be quite quite insular when you work in a school, especially a small school. And I I, I think we've got to look outside, haven't we? Um, I'm, I'm not. Sure, I, I don't really agree with 
I think what league tables do is put pit sort of schools against each other, don't they? And I think what we've really got to go back to is, is having this, this community, is reaching out to local teachers who are doing the same job as you to educate pupils of tomorrow, you know. Um, and I think one thing I did do is I, I, I found, um, it was a local school, I found a guy I wanted to, you know, just, just talk to. Um, and sometimes it's about looking outside. Um, I think when, when someone, I started... You were talking about you, you found someone like that was supporting you did you think you found a friend a mentor yeah it was, it was almost, almost like a mental role fellow year mm. six teacher um ppa i used to just go and go and visit go and watch him teach just just get inspired i mean we i think going to watch other people teach is and and, and being observed yourself it can be it can be quite a threatening thing can't it when you invite someone else into your classroom yeah, I, think- I mean, I was, I was speaking to, 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 to Laura Hiltat about this and she was saying about how her culture of, of observation has changed and it's it's more open door policy, more collaborative and less kind of um, archaic in the fact that they come around with a clipboard and they, they do the formal observation and they grade your lessons. And you'd look internationally, Matt, I don't think that that philosophy is out there, but I feel like so many schools, I'd, 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 I'd pitch a high percentage of them um, are still doing this my school is still doing it and and is it creating the best type of culture well I, I don't think I've ever really taught a lesson where someone with a clipboard has walked out and I felt like that went really well because <laughs> I'm not sure about you Tom but I just don't relax mm. I'm stressing about things that I don't normally you know I don't normally really con- concern me in a normal lesson and I think it's a sense of humor when you're teaching if we can make learning fun, then kids relax, you relax, they'll take risks. But so, like someone so you'd put that risk. in there. So you'd, you'd, you'd definitely put a sense of humour in, in there. I, I, I think it's essential, isn't it? Mm. Um, you know, I was laughing about, you know, the Institute on Showcase. Well, what's the worst thing that's going to happen here? <laughs> it could have gone pretty wrong, to be honest, Tom. But I think if we, you know, you've got to put in context. The next day you wake up, the world hasn't ended. Um, but but it took a risk and, and it's, it's one of those things, isn't it, where we've got to laugh at ourselves at times. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's, that's really important. We've all made some hilarious mistakes in the classroom. And I think it's about sharing those, isn't it? And Absolutely. not doing them again. <laughs> I think that's... Yeah. Yeah, that. being a bit reflective about it, I suppose. Yeah. Um, okay, so top tip, I think one, reach out. Get, get outside your school. And I think Twitter was, it was a huge... Huge change for me. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think when I, when I kind of got on. It was probably about 2007 or nine, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And I just started just talking to people. I mean, it was it was it was just really really empowering to to have access to so many educators in the in the yeah. same place yeah. as you. Some some people in dark places who you you found you were helping, yeah. um, and other people just offering just really genuine advice. And I yeah. think that is for a lot of people. Or teachers who don't necessarily use Twitter, they'll look at it as uh, social media. I haven't got the time for it. Mm. But I think when you really, really, really delve down and you, you, you want something from it, I mean, I can easily ask a question on Twitter and I know that there'll be, there'll be 20 to 30 responses within hours. So when you've got that, you're, you're, you know, you've got access to all these fantastic, the resources, people, you know, globally from around the world, you start tapping into that. That is a very, very powerful thing. Mm, definitely. 
no, I couldn't agree more. I think that 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 wide sense of of the community, and because you do feel isolated, you can feel very isolated, and um, the schools can be quite small. And um, with the best intentions, you, you can often find yourself thinking, "Am I making the right choice? Am I in the right role? Am I in the right profession?" Because yeah. I, I mean, I know you mentioned it earlier about being judged just on data when you're in year six. You could be running a forest school initiative which it seems to be your thing your passion but you you get great feedback from your parents and your teachers but ultimately you're still sat there in your performance management target at the end of the year making sure that you've you've moved the right data into the right place and and that's yeah. not the healthiest is it no well, there's no there's never gonna there's, there's no hiding from that and this is you know this could be a huge huge discussion couldn't it um, but I do, I do think the profession needs to value the opinion of teachers on learners. Um, you, you look at the Scandinavian um, assessment tools, and they, you know teachers are are highly so, You know they are highly regarded professionals. You know on on the same level as, as as doctors. And I think in this country we don't quite value teachers and what they do and what they give. And um, I, I'd, I'd hate to, for other people to be in classrooms teaching in a different way where they can't share their, their passion they can't inspire pupils because that's what it's about you, you know well we value our... them we value them matt we we value the, the, the educators they do a great they do a great job that's for sure absolutely yeah i mean don't just don't lose sight of what you believe in i think that's that's so so important well you've given us some wonderful wonderful top tips about networking and 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 twitter the sense of humor and uh, shared a, a real success story with the females in education uh, through empowerment and and it, all of this is mediating your kind of philosophy which is which is really really why I wanted to chat to you because I feel like um, as an educator you 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 definitely uh, want to inspire others out there so for those who are interested in some of the things you've said and shared where can people find you online I think Twitter is my main is my main sort of um, sharing point, really. So at Matt Warren on Twitter. Yeah, uh, you have do, a website. I'm trying to really get going my, with my blog. Um, so Matt Warren edtech.blogspot.com. That's linked on my Twitter handle as well. Um, I'm just looking to just getting into writing, actually. You know, writing about stuff that, that you feel really has impact. And it's quite empowering when you just sit down with a blank canvas. So I do quite enjoy that. Um, fantastic no, so hopefully I, look someone will... to, uh, I look forward to seeing what you what 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 next is on on, on matt's mission i think recover from Amsterdam um, <laughs> and, and get ready for get ready for my final few days um before before back at school and the wheels are in motion um and yeah here's to another uh, another hopefully really successful academic year tom fantastic matt thanks very much Get your daily dose of TLC with the educational podcast from Tom and Luca. Subscribe to